Yeah, no, actually, um, yeah, no, no, a- a- Anchor has some of those built in, um, but I, no, 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 but I, but I, I have been taking some, so I've, like, uh, for season two, which we're really gonna kick off with it, I actually just, um, talked to a friend about it, uh, but she has a music-making boyfriend that helps her make it, so, uh, but I've already, I've taken down some sound of my car starting, of, like, the chairlift going over the rollers and right, stuff. stuff like that. So, yeah, and that's going to be kind of the intro for season two, since I didn't get it ready for season one, but, um, yeah. Or, like, when I was doing, even though I didn't pick up on this in the sneak one, when I, like, going over half and everything. Woo! Yep, I need, yeah, I have one of those from you, too. Like, that's all going to be in the intro yeah, like, for season two. Yeah, like, random sound bites. So, and we're going to have, like, a little, little jingle, almost, jingle. and I'm kind of excited for it, nice. so. Um, but wow, what a way to uh, ring in the music podcast. <laughs> you started recording already. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. It's got yeah, done like a couple minutes. Nice. So. Wow, I don't even know what I've been saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I blocked it all out. <laughs> Great. Well. Welcome to near the end of season one. We have um, only one more episode after this, and uh, that'll be a fun one, but um, this one is a little bit more lighthearted as we close it out. We're talking about music um, and kind of how it's impacted us throughout our lives, and um, specifically perhaps the... uh, Evolution of mm-hmm. music from when we were little babies to not historically. To oh, it wasn't historic. I thought we were gonna. Oh. <laughs> Big sad. I prepared so much. I'm speaking of music. Justin just had to sit through <laughs> me. Oh my god! Having a whole moment with this song that I love as the sun was setting. It was a whole. The whole thing, a whole vibe. I yeah. we were driving, taking a drive, which is what we're doing right now. You might hear my. Um, I'm driving today, actually, in my manual <laughs> yep. transmission. Uh-huh. Uh, Justin let me drive. Surprise. It wasn't more like a let. She she said something like <laughs> said, get, get in. Car. She said get in. Exploded it. Um, and basically, I uh, get to drive today. And uh, going around this police officer right now, so that's why I'm just driving. Um. But I had this whole moment with myself where we were driving and the sun was setting and there was just like a really beautiful, um, this view of the mountains. We were driving up in the mountains along the Wasatch. There's a song called Caesar by the Ohalos, if anybody knows it. Um, I saw the Ohalos in concert in 2018, which not that they'll ever listen to this, but if they ever do, please go back on tour. Wonderful. 
something. I would have, I would have danced over that. You would have danced? Wait, I gotta see that. Uh, I, uh, 
And basically, everyone always starts listening to whatever their parents listened to, because uh, that's what they give you at first. So there was a lot of um, Beach Boys in the summer. My mom always does Beach Boys on the way to the beach, and just for fun, because that's her mood. Um, I feel like that actually, that vibe of music leads into what you listen to now. Yeah, no, I would think so, too. I, I think they're very much beach-themed, obviously. Um, but I think what I listen to a lot now is, I mentioned Ian Munsik, and, and I, I refrain to call him country because he's he is country, but he's kind of like a high-mountain country. He's from uh, Wyoming, so a lot of his songs have to deal with the mountains. Um, not pop country, if you're Not like that. beer and girls yeah, and not, sunshine not and... Country. No, it's totally different. Way better. Um, It it is way better because I feel like he talks about things that matter, not that girls and beer and you know whatever late nights don't matter. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's just like different. It's 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 so interesting to me. Um, And a lot of the things that he talks about, I identify with. So I'm like, oh, like I know what sagebrush is now. I know what canyons are. I know what coyotes are. Like I've, I've heard them howling in the mountains. Like. All of these things, canyons. Um, you better it's believe that people snow. in Tennessee do not understand what sagebrush is. I, yeah, I no, feel no, like no. like they would. They'd be listening to it and be like, "This is a country. This is some John Denver <laughs> type stuff, right?" And it is like that. It's just different, um, and I I love it. But he yeah, he definitely has got elements of rock and and country in his music, and it's just, it just makes for a really interesting sound. So. Okay, but how did you get from Beach Boys to? Um, in between was a lot of classic rock, kind of hard rock, like ACDC and Led Zeppelin and Van Halen and, um, my gosh, I can't remember, Guns N' Roses. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've, I, I still like some of those songs, but as you kind of listen to them a little bit more, they're not very, uh, some of them have very choice words, but you at least, you know, kind of have to, like, figure out the meaning. It's not like modern-day music from 2000s where they very explicitly tell you exactly what they're doing in the song. Um, like, for so many years, I did not know that Rock You Like a Hurricane by Scorpions was a song about married people things. <laughs> I had no idea, right? It's a song about sex? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> Just, like, didn't know that because Imagine I was, that. like... You listen to it when you're 10 because you're playing hockey or something and they have it in between, right? And you're like, yeah, rock, you're like, all right, and you're just like, and then you like actually listen to it and you're like, oh, yeah, this is like not like the greatest song in the world. Or dolphins in this song that I Than I ever would have known, but how would you know that when you're 10 or 14 even, right? Like you just don't think about it. So, um, so I've tried to make my music be a little bit more, how to say, meaningful, have it matter a little bit more. Um, and I think that's kind of where Ian Munson comes in. You know, he's not like a, a holy roller Christian singer like <laughs> like Kanye. <laughs> oh, Kidding. Um, but yeah, he's, he's not like a Jeremy Camp or a Cassie Crown or something. But his, his songs have meaning and they're, a lot of them are about family and love. And one of his new songs, More Than Me, talks about, or he's, he rather discusses, sings about going to a friend's wedding and talking about how this girl, like, he knows it's going to work out because this girl loves God more than him. And I guess that would be his one kind of quote-unquote Christian song. Um, you got to get over to Belgrade, bro. Yeah, have fun. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that one song, it talks about kind of his his relationship and how he wants that. And then, um, I won't spoil the song for you, so definitely go listen to it. But um, he has a couple of other songs where he talks about, like, you know, his, his girlfriend and his wife and how that is just so meaningful to him. And it's just, like, the meaning of it all is just so much better. Like, there's a meaning to life. There's more to life than what a lot of these new age pop and old age pop, you know, singers used to talk about, um, that there's more to life than just parties and drugs and booze and living only for yourself and doing what pleases you. It's actually, well, the most meaning you'll probably find in your life for the majority of people is having a family. Um, and it just, it's, it's just better. It's just a lot better. Yeah, I don't take the, I don't take the cursing thing too seriously. Maybe I should take it a little bit more. 
but like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's a thing to think about. But yeah, so. well, it's funny because the other day, actually, I was... Do Christians thinking, swear when they talk about heaven and hell in a song? I don't know. <laughs> I was, I was changing, <laughs> like, like, moving into this season, I have been kind of weaning myself off of some other, like, I have a bunch of playlists on my phone for different moods. So, like, I organize my playlists based on the, um, basically how the song makes me feel. So I have a playlist that's more moody and, like, sad, and a playlist that's more, it's called Dance Dance, and it's, like, more upbeat, um, because I actually like to dance, surprise, just and I are, like, complete opposites. Um, but basically, like, I, I even have, like, a country playlist with country music that is a particular way. So I have all these playlists, but I don't tend to listen to a lot of the words of the songs. It's just, like, my mood is this, and I'm going to listen to this playlist. So I have been kind of weaning myself off of some of these different ones, and what I've been listening to the most is my playlist that has worship music, and so I had been listening to that a lot, and then I tried to listen to my Moody EDM playlist, and this song played that was basically this world talking about um, getting high and being really depressed after a breakup, which, you know, I understand this feeling. I think a lot of people understand generally, like, being sad after an end of a relationship, um, and I truly, this is going to sound wild. I burst into tears because I was like, it's terrible. It's so bad. I don't even want to listen to it. And I immediately, like, changed the song. I was like, it's just so bad. So it's been interesting to, like, think about, like, more intentionally, like, the lyrics of the song and how it might be affecting me. I mean, I'm an emotional person, so the spontaneous bursting into tears is not all that abnormal for me, to be fair. She'll but, probably yeah, do it today, you know, after maybe. the episodes. That maybe during the episode. I haven't cried yet. Do you want to? Do you want to cry? I, I cried yesterday. A couple oh, okay. Of times. <laughs> Perfect. And on, and on Monday, That's how I know you're okay. <laughs> Not today. She's in tunes with her feelings, people. Yes, which um, emotional. Like, 
I don't know. Just just trying to be intentional about it, I think, is just a good thing. Like, why, why, why do we watch movies that glorify certain things? Why, why can't we watch movies that have more meaning? Um, I just watched 1917 last night, and besides just being a spectacular movie, the meaning of it was great. The point, which they give away in the first like five minutes or three minutes of the film, is two soldiers need to go deliver a message to the front lines about 10 or 12 miles in a certain direction to stop an attack that would save the lives of like 1,600 soldiers or something. It's not just a movie about just glorifying violence. Like, there is a point to be saving lives doing this. Um, versus a movie like Deadpool. I love Deadpool. It's hilariously funny. But, like, it's not like a... Like, you shouldn't go live your life like Deadpool. <laughs> that's, that would That is not good. You should live your life like the soldier in... Or the soldiers in 1917 that are going to stop an attack to save lives, right? Like, that's just a better way to live your life. Sure, not, okay. not that if you watch Deadpool, you're going to become a merc, but, yeah, it's the, same, it's the same, same thing concept. with music, right? So, you you put in good stuff to your body, you export stuff from your body, speaking in photography terms. terms. Yeah, well, so. believe it or not, oh, um, I know how to drive. Just making point. sure. I would take the fastest the route. I'm <laughs> surprised we didn't take a side route. Um, I wonder if these mics will pick up the rev of my engine. Oh, they pick it up on mine. Have you not listened to any of the episodes of the no, podcast? I have, but your car doesn't have as big of a rev as mine can. Okay, you have not listened to any of them. But I also... When we record, I try to keep it, you know, quieter. I don't rev on purpose. But I we, can't wait to stop we at have, the stoplight and then just We have lots it. of downshifting, though, in the canyons, though, right? That's like, so, and that's pretty loud. And I have the the wind going through the the uh, ski rack. That's kind of loud. So, um, yeah, no, I don't know. The music, the concept of it is interesting. Oh, and one other thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, but it's my turn to talk about my development. Okay, I, 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 I want to talk about two. myself. I'm selfish. I, yeah, this is actually a, a Justin episode, my gosh. Wow. Well, a, a Justin talking a lot episode. Okay, but what were you going to say? No, 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 it's fine. Yeah, I forgot. You have to do your thing, and then I'll do my thing after. So, for me, believe it or not, I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. My parents did not let us listen to anything but, like, Christian, I mean, at the time, like, Christian rock. If anyone is familiar with Stephen Curtis Chapman or Michael W. Yeah, uh, that album with all like the eight minute songs on it. <laughs> all about sex. 
also my humps by the black eyed peas. So I went through a period of just like seriously, I think more in spite of my parents. At that point, I was pretty rebellious and was not interested <laughs> in my faith. Um, lots of uh, like TI, uh, Timberland, uh, what's her name? Kelly. Clarkson. Uh, no, well, I did listen to Kelly Clarkson, but like, oh, Nelly Furtado, I think, and um, Kelly Rowland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, so I went through like a very popular Kelly Clarkson phase. is not rebellious. Well, but she sings a lot about like breakups and stuff. Maybe. Anyway, know. sorry, sorry. Just like general like stuff that my parents didn't ever let me listen to. And then from there it got even better because both of my brothers were in garage bands. Uh, they frequently got the cops called to our house because they played too loud and we lived in a very uh, quiet neighborhood in a suburb of Memphis, Tennessee. Nice. Um, but they listened to a lot of like Avenged Sevenfold and um, <laughs> like became like Romans, uh, hard metal and screamo. So I got into that and that was really fun for a while. Although my parents never let me go. I always wanted to go to a screamo metal concert. I was like 14, 15 mind. And they would like drop my older brothers off and they'd always come back home talking about all the mosh pits they were in. And I was so bummed because I never got to go. But my Like, what are they actually saying? So sometimes I will actually journal lyrics now, and I will oh. journal out what the the words are and the meaning that they have. And oftentimes with the artists that I listen to, um, Towers, the song Belly of the Deepest Love, um, have has so many scriptural references in it, but you don't necessarily know unless you're looking at the words. And so I'll write them down and then be like, oh, that's a passage in John. Or that's a passage in Matthew. And I will look it up and be like, that is amazing that they like connected these dots. So that's kind of, that's the music I listen to now. And definitely like I do listen to, I'm Catholic now, but grew up evangelical. I was going to say, that's so, such a Non-denom. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, I, can, I know exactly where that is in the Bible. Go look at it right now. Yeah, I, I grew up very Protestant. And so I love, I mean, I love my spontaneous worship music. I love, I mean like my Pentecostal moments, windows down, arms out the window, just <laughs> screaming like, I love you, Jesus. You know <laughs> what really, I, but, you know yeah. what I just figured out was what? I assume it's from the Bible, but I just read a passage in my Magnificat today that, uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples and they were like, how can you perform these miracles? Like we're so bad at them mm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, if you want, to move mountains mm -hmm. all you have to do is move the mountains like you just have to say it and it will be done and i was like is that phrase like 
he will move mountains and she will move mountains. Is that biblical? Like, I have no idea. I wonder if it is. Because, like, I mean, this was said a long time ago. And I wonder, I mean, not a song lyric, but I kind of probably is in some songs. Oh, yeah. Mountains but are I was like, definitely a theme in a lot of uh, yeah. non-denom music. I, I was surprised. But I, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. I think it was from Mark. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you could look it up on Google. It'll, it'll tell you. Yeah, probably. Um, but, was it by chance to talk about having faith as small as a mustard seed that can move mountains? That verse? Because yep. that verse is in Matthew. Sure. Oh, yeah. Actually, because <laughs> we're reading Mark in the Magnificat, but it was that was like, oh, and from Matthew, it drew a parallel from the passage well, in Mark to Matthew. But it yeah, you're actually correct. is, it is in more than one gospel. That verse, it could uh, so be. like a lot yeah. of the parables overlap, and I'm pretty yeah. sure that that one does overlap. It might be in Mark as well, See, but I know it's in Matthew. That's what you get for For hanging someone, out with the Protestant Being crew. someone that's not Catholic. Well, <laughs> is now, but used to be not. I couldn't even tell you exactly what that was, but she, she remembered the mustard seed part, and I read it today, and I didn't even remember. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, but it's because that verse was, like, beat into my skull for years of my childhood. Catholics don't read the Bible. We just live it. We're just more based. Well, I think that Catholics, in my experience... That was a joke, joke, I know. I'm just so serious. Like, Catholics do have more practices. Like, I would say that that's true. Like, more... um, Like, for example, in uh, any Protestant church, they don't really have an idea of, like, adoration. That's not a thing that we do. We don't have a, quote, adoration time, like, a specific time to... Like, you can just come into the church and worship at any time, but we don't have the Eucharist in the way that the Catholic Church has it, and so there's no point in having an adoration. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think there are actually more events, more practices. Like, as a Catholic, there are way more opportunities for me to just show up at any church in Salt Lake City, and something will be happening that people will be there, whether that's confession, adoration a mass because they do masses at different times all throughout the day throughout the city in different churches or like just a community event Mm -hmm. or a bible study i think that growing up in in my protestant world there was much more focus on the sunday like events all day on sunday and then like wednesday nights were really popular but throughout the week there wasn't as consistent yeah Mm -hmm. of services like they had different events going on but it wasn't like you had a mass every day um does that make sense? Yeah. So how are you tying that to music? Uh, I think <laughs> even kidding. it will actually, no, I am seriously like, I've been thinking about how music is played out differently in different forms of worshiping Christ. Like mm. in the Catholic church, you have churches that will sing more, uh, modern non-denominational music at times, but the music typically is more hymns, the more organ, like organ, oh. Gregorian chants, things like that. So I entered, when I became Catholic, I truly did enter into an entirely new world, which I know some of my Catholic friends regularly in their car listen to like Gregorian chants. That is not a thing I've ever done. So it's like interesting how different worlds, you know, there's just different avenues of worship and music within them. Actually, speaking about that, I have a at my focus playlist and it is Gregorian chant when I really need to focus on something like if it's just like writing a blog I'll go and listen to that I think it's like two songs or something but they're like 15 minutes wow. so like it, it takes a while and I cannot remember the life of me what the song is um, and I it's I don't think it's actually well it might be a Catholic song but I know that the band that did it or the choir rather that did it is from it's like the Church of England or something, so it's the Anglican Church. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like like the way like it just all comes together is just like so pretty, and I love it so much. 
but it's kind of like enough white noise to kind of drown out what I'm, you know, listening to because I don't sure. understand it. Like I, right. First of all, they're talking in a language that I don't understand. Um, and they're also singing it, so it just makes it even harder to kind of understand the meaning. But it helps but me focus. It helps me focus, and it's it's just, it's like, it's so beautiful. Like, I love listening to it, and I haven't listened to it in a while, actually. Um, maybe I'll send you yeah, that would be the great. song so you can listen to well, it. Well, because I have been, I watched a couple of YouTube videos recently on, like, the change in the Mass from Vatican II, which, just because I didn't grow up Catholic, I didn't grow up with any of these historical, mm-hmm. like, conversations the way that someone who grew up Catholic would and so for me just watching some videos on how um, the Catholic Church has changed over time just to educate myself um, I was watching this video where it was talking about the significance of Gregorian chants and um, how that's been in the liturgy of the Catholic Church for thousands of years and is so beautiful and truly I remember the first service I ever went to when I was out here in Utah I went to some Catholic churches growing up um, like random services occasionally I think mostly around Christmas time because Catholic churches always have services around Christmas time Protestant churches do not always have services Um, and so my family would go but I went to a Christmas Eve mass in um, 2019 and it was honestly before COVID packed out. I had friends who got there three hours early to save seats. And if mm-hmm. I, I got there right before the service started, had they not saved me a seat, there was nowhere even to stand. They were like not letting any more people inside the church because I mean, there has to be room for even just like the priest to walk in um, and the choir. And it was one of the most stunning, beautiful services I have ever been to. I wept through the whole thing. And it was this uh, children's choir and a men's choir and a women's choir. It was like a whole choir that was singing either hymns or Gregorian chants for the, throughout the entire mass at different points in time. And I was truly like moved and inspired Mm -hmm. by that music so i think that there is something truly beautiful about the the traditional catholic mass as it's been played out over the years even the latin mass specifically um everything being sung or said in latin there is something really inspiring and mystical like i don't know how else to explain it it is hard to explain because you don't understand all of it but it moves you or it does to me like it makes Mm -hmm. me feel like something supernatural is happening here that I can't quite explain and a lot of that I think does have to do with the music yeah and I I agree with that um I got really connected to the organ um in my senior year of college at St. Louis St. Louis Mm -hmm. Catholic Church in Buffalo New York and I vividly remember my last mass there um because the organist that day like he must have known it was gonna be my last time listening to it for years because he was just on another level like just going hard and like the i remember like tears welling up after Mm -hmm. i don't know if it was because of the music or if it was because it was the last time i'm gonna listen to it for a while or a combo of both but like just hearing it just through the whole mass and then i stayed after with my family for a little bit to listen to him kind of do his little I'll call it cool down like after the mass was done yeah outro and I was like this is better than anything that was in the mass but like it wasn't better because everything was so good like it was just like it was just incredible and I remember my um, grandma turning to me 
looking at me and I don't know how to describe her astonished face, but she was like, this was the most, or one of the most, maybe she said the most, this was the most beautiful, like, music I've ever heard. And I was like, yeah, like, I know. Like, I'm really lucky that I had this even for a year, and I wish that I would have, you know, come here every other year, but I didn't even really know this church existed. Well, I knew it existed, I guess. I didn't know how good it was until kind of... Yeah, I guess it must have been senior year, or maybe I caught a little bit. Nope, it was senior year. Yeah, senior year. I only had it for a year, and that was such an error on my part. So if you're in Buffalo, New York, and you're Catholic, or even if you're not, and you want to hear some amazing music, 11 a.m., St. Louis, Sundays. Mm. I hope that guy's still there, or they have a guy that's just as good, or better. Yes. Yeah, so it was incredible. Music is um, comes in all shapes and forms it impacts everyone in different ways i think even i mean truly speaking earlier like the screamo music that i listened to at one point in time served a purpose for me and i think that for many people who have some of that inner angst or rage like it's not always bad to get some of that out through your music taste what you're listening to i still do have a playlist of screamo music that occasionally not as often go back to um, when I'm having a really rough day, oftentimes after a day at the hospital, cause I work with patients who are suicidal and that can be really hard. And sometimes I just get mad about it cause life is hard and sometimes life sucks. So whether it's that or, you know, uplifting yourself by being intentional about understanding the lyrics of a song you're listening to, or even being like putting yourself in positions to experience something more mystical, like being in a Catholic church and listening to the organ or listening to the Gregorian chants, even if you don't necessarily know um, the words that are being sung or the meaning behind it. There's so many different ways that music can impact us. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, amen. Justin's at a loss for words. That was... <laughs> I kind of zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> well, I think that's all for us today. I think that's all she wrote. So. All she wrote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, maybe this inspires you to go out and think a little bit more about what you're listening your music to. music choices. Your music choices, yeah. what, you're, what you're listening to, and how that impacts you in your uh, daily life. Yeah. I think it'd be an interesting exercise, kind of self-reflection on uh, how it might affect you. Um, mm -hmm. And do an experiment. Listen to really good music, soul-uplifting music for a week, and just see how that changes you. Yeah. So. I like it. But, you know, you can still go to a Chainsmokers concert if you want to. <laughs> just like if they're like, lift your middle finger in the air, maybe don't do that part. I, like, I don't know. Did you do that part? I didn't do that part. I thought it was so weird. I was like, they were like, lift your middle fingers in the air. And I was like, no. no. <laughs> I was like, why? What, am I, what is Even this for? Even you as an impressionable no college student, you didn't do that? It was a 20, yeah, I no. Probably I probably would have done that in college just because they told me to. I was like, what would my mother say? <laughs> what would my mother say? <laughs> she would be like, I mean, she probably wouldn't even really like me at this concert anyways, but like, you know, I shouldn't keep sinning. <laughs> sure. I can't wait to go to a Jane Smoker concert one day and I'm going to bring you. You're going to get to go a second time and see me at the first time. It's yeah. Be great. We'll uh, book a, a confession experience. for you after. Uh, oh, for me? 
Just for me? Wow. <laughs> you seem stoked about the metal finger thing, but. I mean, people do, uh, I hear people do a lot of things at these concerts, do a lot of drugs. Okay, just because people are doing worse sins doesn't mean that your small sin is not. Oh, we cannot. We don't have time to get into. Well, that this person is doing something podcast. worse than me. <laughs> but this That's is a whole fine. Topic. <laughs> okay, music guys, go out and live your life. I hope that music serves a purpose for you, just like it does for us. Yeah. And don't curse. <laughs> okay. See you. Bye. <laughs>